Take your Bibles out with us this morning, and uh, what would the preacher preach on the last Sunday morning of the year? Genesis chapter 48, I've never ever in my life spoken on this scripture passage. Genesis chapter 48, within God's Word, and if you want to prepare for the Word this morning, the main text, just make sure you got your thumb There in Genesis chapter 48, verse 14. And we'll be there uh, in a bit. Amen. How was your Christmas? Well, I want to invite you right now, I do this usually once a year on this morning, to a Christ Christmas. And uh, you get to see and experience a Christ Christmas uh, this morning. Uh, uh, I'm gonna, we're going to show we're gonna, it's family slide time. Don't you love that? Go ahead. What did we eat for Christmas? Oh, there's our Christmas brunch. It was supposed to begin at 11:30, then 12:30, 1:30, If We began at 3:30, but it was worth waiting for. It really was. Amen. Next picture. There, here's great grandpa and great grandma. Uh, there with great granddaughter, baby June. Everybody go, oh, yeah. Next picture. There we go. Every year, my twin grandsons, they give uh, a, a Christmas gift to grandpa. Now this year, they gave it to great grandpa. They gave him an ice scraper that he's holding in his hand and a new pair of sunglasses. Yeah, they go big time at the dollar store. Next picture here. We were playing a game where you had to kiss the person of your choice under the mistletoe. It just so happened that my daughter Jenny got, it fell upon her to stand under the mistletoe, and that's her boyfriend giving her a peck on the cheek. And so you'll understand the next picture. Great grandpa wanted to show him how to do it. Next picture, and everybody, my last picture, Pastor Ryan and my daughter Julie with the greatest Christmas presents uh, they have received this year, uh, their twin granddaughters, baby June and Everly. Everybody go, oh, yeah. Oh, a crisp Christmas, but the most treasured moment that I have every Christmas as it falls at the end of the year is to speak blessing, to invoke a prayer of blessing upon our extended family, the family circle that's becoming more like a tribe uh, as we speak. Do you believe in the reality of blessings? Well, that's the most sound I've gotten out of any congregation this morning, and that's even deplorable. I'm a preacher and a theologian that believes that what you say is what you get. Do you believe in blessings from God? Do you believe in the curses of God? Not as loud, but the reality of God's blessings and curses is taught throughout the Word of God. It's taught in Old Testament and New Testament. God told Abraham, I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. You watch right now in the world political geographical scene. 
You watch as nations are lining up behind the United States of America and recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. You watch how God will bless those nations and how God will curse the nations that do not. This blessing and curse business also goes to the New Testament. Jesus took up the little children in His arms. The parents brought the little children to Jesus that He may touch them so that He may bless them. And then when Jesus came up to a fig tree that had no fruit upon it, what did Jesus do to that fig tree? He cursed it. And it dried up from the roots on up. In Genesis 48, after years... Years of suffering and separation in Egypt. The Bible says Joseph was reunited with his father Jacob. Jacob now is elderly. He's partially blind. And Jacob sits up in his deathbed when Joseph comes into the room with his two sons, his two boys. Read with me in Genesis 48, verse 8. When Jacob saw the sons of Joseph, he asked, Who are these? Joseph responded, They are the sons God has given me here. Then Jacob said, Bring them to me, so that I may, what? Bless them. With God, there's only two choices. Blessing or curse. There's never As I have taught so often, there's never any middle ground. There's no straddling the fence. There's no neutrality in this. You're either under God's blessing, or this morning you're under God's curse. In 2018, it's my prayer, it's my hope, it's my expectation that you will be under the umbrella of God's blessing under His favor as we preach this morning one touch of God's favor we're closing this service with home blessing 2018 we want to invite I want to invite every home that's present here this morning I don't command you I invite you to come for blessing you might have a hundred people that live in your home we're going to bless you you might be only one person that lives under your roof. We want to bless you. We want to anoint you. And we have a special gift we want to give you. A 2018 Bible bookmark that has a spoken blessing from myself upon your life and your home. One touch of God's favor. If you'd like to follow along this morning, would you write down and follow along with me, fill in the blanks. The blessing we will invoke upon you today is a releasing of God's natural and His spiritual favor. Some of God's promises are natural blessings. Promises of, for instance, prosperity. Psalms 1, blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord, who meditates on his law day and night. Whatever they do prospers. There's promises of health. 3 John 2, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. 
promises of success. Do you want that? Joshua 1.8, never stop reading this book of the law. Day and night you must think about what it says. Make sure you do everything written in it. Then things will go well with you and you will have great success. There's promises of overflowing blessings. Malachi 3, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, saith the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. There are promises to give us all things. Jesus said himself in Matthew 6, are promises of family blessings. Children are a gift from the Lord. Psalms 127. They are a reward from Him. And then Matthew chapter 6. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. But do you agree with me? Far greater than earthly, natural blessings that we seek so often and that's that's right. That's good. God also wants to give us spiritual blessings. Heavenly blessings. Psalms 16.11 That will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of what? Joy. Joy. Let me tell you, it's not found in a pill. It's not found in a bottle. It's only found in Jesus because it's Jesus' joy. Now note, circle it if you would for me, uh, uh, in your mind, in your mental notepad, at thy right hand. Why not at the left hand? At thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. We'll define that in just a moment. The blessings of contentment. Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd. And because the Lord is your shepherd, you can say, I shall not want. Hallelujah. The blessings of protection against satanic attack. Luke 10, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions, to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. The promise and the blessings of Christ's likeness, to be like Jesus. We can't do it on our own, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. To be like Jesus. There's no greater blessing. The blessings of God confidence as you deal with the storms of life. Philippians 4, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The blessing of a home in heaven. First Corinthians, Paul said, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered in the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. I have just scratched the surface in a rapid way. I'm aware of it. I'm just scratched the surface. I wanted to whet your appetite. Your Bible, God's Word, is chock full of His promised blessings and favor for your life and my life. If we were to resurrect, God forbid, but if we were to resurrect Elvis Presley, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, Prince, George Michael from the dead, men and women who had it all, they could tell you this morning, in all honesty, having it all, 
can buy the best doctors, the most palatial hospital suite at Troy Beaumont Hospital, but not one iota of health. Having it all can buy you the most expensive sleep number bed with all the gadgets, but not one minute of real peace. Having it all uh, can give you the greatest education, the best degrees, the, 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 the highest credentials, but not one iota of wisdom. Having it all can give you a lot of popularity, but not one true friend. Having it all can can give you a palace, a mansion, but not a mansion over the hilltop, a home in heaven. Having it all can can put around your neck a a platinum-plated crucifix, but having it all can't give you a Savior. Listen, money, prestige, fame can give you a lot of things, but the greatest blessings of all are the blessings that come from the hand of God. Never forget that. And Jesus, uh, who the Christ of Christmas, He is our greatest blessing. Well, have you kept His perfect peace in you, have you as you've been driving around uh, you know, the lakeside uh, area uh, during the holiday time? Have you noticed a difference in the traffic? Man, it's cutthroat out there. Talk about defensive driving habits that you need to acquire to make it around, uh, especially this area, the shopping malls and shopping centers. Uh, it is just pure cutthroat. Has this ever happened to you? I, I was trying, you know, it's so cold, so cold. I'm finding, trying to find a parking space that's closest to where I'm wanting to shop. And, and uh, I found one. It wasn't the closest. It was a bit of a stretch down, but it was the closest at the moment being open. And I'm waiting to make a left turn into my parking space that was ordained for me. I mean... My name is written on it. I'm Pastor Christ. And I'm ready to pull in and make a left turn into it. But just so happens a pedestrian walks out. And of course, I was tempted, but no, 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 no. I had to wait for the pedestrian to walk in front of my car. And as I'm waiting, and I've been there the longest time, because I had to wait for the guy to pull out, back out. Some wazoo comes flying around the corner, makes a right-hand turn right into my space. Of course, I said, sweet Jesus. I drove to the very back of the parking lot to find the next available space. I'm not making this up. To find the the next available space. I've made up my mind for a long, cold walk. Suddenly, as I pulled into the space, the car in front of me left, and I moved up a space. And then the car in front of that left, I moved up a space. The car in front of that left, I moved up a space. Honey, sir, ma'am, by the time the cars had pulled out, I was in the closest space to the door that I wanted to get in. Favor. Favor. Hallelujah. Favor. What? Oh my, let me keep preaching here this morning. Let's really preach. I'm talking Walmart now. I know some of you elite people don't shop at Walmart. 
I break down every now and then. Well, let me be honest, I break down a lot. (laughs) And shop at Walmart. And it was some last minute things for Christmas. And in fact, I didn't even have a shopping cart. Just some last minute things. I'm holding it in my hand. And now I'm on the beeline to the checkout lines at Walmart. Of course, there's 30 cash registers, but there's always only three open. Oh, you've been there too, huh? And I'm running to get in, because I know the line is going to be long, and I only have a few items, and I'm running up to the checkout line. I have the right-of-way in the aisle. I have the right-of-way. And wouldn't you know it, A woman, a woman pushing a grocery cart that is overflowing with a multiplicity of merchandise that she has procured and she's towing another one behind her. I've never seen that before. She cut me off and got in front of me. She should have seen I only have a few items. But she cuts in front of me. And as I look at the line, it is the ninth level of hell. (laughs) This line is so long, and these people have so much. And then there was like music to my ears. A light went on, and a woman's sweet voice said, Sir, I'm just opening up, and I can take you over there. I went from the back of the line to the front of the line. Somebody say, hallelujah. Favor. 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 Now you understand. Genesis chapter 48. I said all that so you'll understand this glorious chapter I've never preached on before. When Joseph brought his two sons to his father Jacob for the patriarchal blessing, Jacob not only adopted them as his own sons, they moved up from being grandsons to becoming sons. You need to get a hold of that. He not only adopted them as his own sons, he did something quite shocking. I mean, this is one of the shockers in the Bible. In order for you to get a hold of that, I've got to demonstrate it. I've got to demonstrate it. told you I've never preached on this before. Joseph heard that his father was dying. And Joseph so craved... The blessing. And you need to crave the blessing. You need to crave it. Like water, air, and food. The favor of God. In that day and time, it came through the patriarch. Joseph so craved it that he brought in his two sons to where his father was dying. That's your cue, Joseph. Yes. Give a hand to the grandsons this morning as they're coming to help. Yes. Now, Joseph did something with his sons that was very natural. Joseph positioned the eldest, who was Manasseh, 
on Jacob's right hand, right side, right knee. And Joseph positioned Ephraim, Ephraim, on the left side of patriarch Jacob. Because Ephraim, like Logan, was the second son. Jack here is 30 seconds older than Logan. Jack here is the eldest. That's why he represents Manasseh. And Logan represents Ephraim. Can you imagine the kind of thoughts and thinking that Ephraim had coming to the time of blessing? I'm always second. Last born. The double portion goes to another. I'm destined to be the lesser instead of the greater. Joseph, as he presented the sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, to his father Jacob, He positioned Manasseh, the eldest, the double portion son, on the right because throughout the Bible, the right side, the right hand, was always the place and the position of blessing, prosperity, generosity, double portion. The right hand in the Bible is mentioned 166 times. How many right-handed people do we have here this morning? Okay, okay. Most people are right-handed. Your right hand is stronger than your left. The right hand symbolizes strength. The right hand or the right side symbolizes authority and power. When Jesus was resurrected from the dead, He ascended into heaven and sat down at the right hand of the Father. We quoted it this morning, Psalms 16.11. In thy presence is fullness of joy, and at thy right hand are pleasures evermore. The patriarchs always gave the double portion blessing, the double portion favor with the right hand. And so as Jacob got ready to pronounce the blessing, the patriarchal favor, which in that time was both natural and spiritual. He did something very shocking. We see it in Genesis 48, verse 14. But Jacob crossed his arms as he stretched them out to lay his hands upon the boy's heads so that his right hand was upon the head of Ephraim, the younger boy, and his left hand was upon the head of Manasseh, the older. He did this purposely. Joseph, for the first time in the Bible, got upset. The Bible says that Joseph, for the first time, got angry. 
He got upset with his father. And he said, Father, you've got your, your, your right hand on the wrong child. You need to switch your hands. Jacob rebuked his son then, who was the vice president of Egypt. Jacob said, I know what I'm doing. Yes, Manasseh is receiving blessing. Manasseh will be a great nation. But the younger will be even far greater. The younger will be even greater blessed. My favor, God's favor, will even be more upon the younger. Will you give both Jack and Logan, who are both uh, doubly blessed, (laughs) hallelujah, amen, by God, praise the Lord, and equally blessed, praise the Lord. Thank you, Dad, for working with me on that, amen. Wow! Do you see what God's revealing to us here? Do you see what God is trying to teach us here? I hope that you'll apply this truth to your heart this morning. You know, Ephraim uh, came in uh, thinking uh, uh, that he didn't deserve the greater blessing. He may not have been in line for it. He may not have deserved it or, or was qualified for it. But God was saying to Ephraim, because of my grace, because of my glory, not your goodness, I am going to show you my right hand of favor. I'm going to touch you with my favor. I'm shifting you to a new position of favor. I'm taking you from the back of the line to the front of the line. I will give you what you don't deserve for one touch of my favor is all that you need. And I say to you this morning, in the name of Jesus, what God did for Ephraim, who always maybe felt like coming in last, who always felt lesser, who always felt in second place, I say to you this morning, what God did for Ephraim at Jacob's right hand of blessing is what He desires to do for you in 2018. Others might be more worthy, more deserving, more qualified, more credentialed. But one touch of God's favor is all that you need. Miracles that you didn't earn. Healing. Divine promotion. Divine prosperity that you don't qualify for. uh, Divine favor that you weren't in line to receive. God is going to give it to you. Why? Because of your goodness? No. None are good. All have sinned. Uh, None are righteous. Not one. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Do we deserve God's favor? No. Why does He give us His favor? Because of His grace. Because of His glory. You can't exhaust His mercy, His love, His grace. Hear me in this. It's limitless. His favor. But pastor, I've got too many deficiencies. Pastor, I I, I don't have the right background. Pastor, I don't have the right personality. Pastor, I've made too many mistakes to experience God's restoration, God's favor, God's blessing. God says, I know that. I know you better than you know yourself. I created you. And I say unto you, I'm about to cross my hands this morning. I'm about to cross my hands in the new year. And I'm going to bless you in such a way everyone will know it's not your doing, but my doing. Everyone will know it's not for your glory, but to my glory. Everyone will know it's not because of your goodness, but because of my amazing grace. Hallelujah! Amazing grace! How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like you and me. 
Pastor, do you have Bible for that? Moses, Moses is at the burning bush and he's full of excuses. Moses says, God, I got too many deficiencies. I've blown it too many times. I'm a murderer. I've sinned. Plus, I can't speak. I have a speech impediment. God, I stutter. And God said unto Moses, don't worry, I'm crossing my hands. In one touch of my right hand of favor is all that you need. I will speak through you. Gideon said to God, God, I I come from the poorest, poorest tribe of all of Israel. And my family is the poorest family in the tribe. And I'm the least thought of in my whole family. Gideon said to God, I'm the least of the least. I can't lead your army. And God says, Gideon, don't worry. I'm crossing my hands right now. And one touch of my right hand of favor is all that you need. David could have said, God, I'm I'm too small. God, I'm the youngest of eight sons. Uh, uh, My brothers are far more qualified. I'm too inexperienced. There's a whole lot of better warriors in the household of Israel. Look at King Saul. He's head and shoulders over any other man. I'm not qualified to face giant Goliath. And God could have said, I know that, but I'm crossing my hands. And one touch of my favor will move you from the background to the forefront. One touch of my favor will move you from the sheep field to the battlefield. One touch of my favor will move you from last place uh, to first place upon the throne of Israel. I'm going to make you a king because I'm crossing my hands. I love you so much. Esther... Esther could have said, God, I can't speak to the king on behalf uh, of my people, uh, uh, the Jews. Uh, 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 the Persians were getting ready to exterminate the Jews in Esther's day. Esther could have said, he won't listen to me. I'm an orphan. Plus, uh, I'm in the Persian culture. I'm a woman in a male-dominated society. Plus, it's death. To approach the king, the emperor, without being invited. God would have said, Esther, don't you worry on iota about it. I got you covered. I've crossed my hands. One touch of my favor will give you access to the king. And turn your whole situation around. One touch will bring defeat to your enemies. And victory and prosperity for you and your people. Some of you are like Simon Peter this morning. Simon Peter could have said, I'm too much of a sinful man. I've made too many mistakes. I've put my foot in my mouth too often. Plus, I made the mistake of mistakes. Jesus, I denied you three times as my Savior and as my Lord. But God would say unto him, I'm crossing my hands and one touch of my favor will forgive and forget your past, Peter. And I will baptize you with my Holy Spirit. I will empower you with my spirit to be my preacher on the day of Pentecost. And 3,000 will be converted that day when you give the altar call. Years ago, I was visiting a family in the church here. And it was weird when the door opened up. I thought I was on a pirate ship. You know how pirates have a parakeet, uh, a parrot, uh, perched on their shoulder? Well, this, 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 this woman had a parakeet perched right on her shoulder. 
And I'm kind of looking at him, and we walked around the room and sat down, and she offered coffee, her and her husband, and that parakeet still perched. I thought it was dead, and kind of pinned on there, you know. And I said, how could that parakeet just sit there and not fly away? I don't get it. And they laughed. They said, well, when we first purchased the parakeet, we were told to clip its wings for yea many months. Because of so many months experiencing clipped wings, making it incapable to fly. Even after the wings grew back, even after the capability and the potentiality of flights was biologically possible because the mindset, because the thinking is so negative, because the thinking of the parakeet is now, I can't fly no matter what. The parakeet believes it can't fly, so it doesn't fly. Oh, I don't even need to preach it. How many, how many, how many of you are sitting here this morning and you've got clipped wings? And you're a child of the Most High God. You've been sought and bought and purchased with the shed blood of Jesus Christ. You are not your own. You have been bought at a price. The importance is not who you are, but whose you are. You are a king's kid. Yet you're sitting here deceived by the enemy of your soul. And he's just spoken into your spirit. And he has said, you've got clipped wings. You can't fly. You can't do a thing. You're not going to receive God's favor. You're not going to receive God's blessing. You are an illegitimate child of God. And you've believed it. And you have received it. Hear me in this. Hear me in this. In 2018, God wants to bring you into a whole new level that you've never experienced before. In 2018, it's vital for you to realize God wants to bless you more than you want to be blessed. Matthew 7, Jesus said, Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a snake. If you then, though you are evil or earthly parents, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him? Well, why do we often fail to receive God's best for our lives? Again, we're so, we're so imprisoned by our past. We're so poisoned by our past. We think we have to earn God's blessings, earn God's favor by being good enough. You'll never ever be good enough. That's again why it's called amazing grace. I don't care how far you've gone. I don't care how you've sinned. There is no pit of sin that is so deep that His love, His grace is deeper still. His grace is greater than all of your sins. God knows all about it. God again is extending restoration to you, favor to you, blessing to you. Again, we don't receive favor because of who we are, but because of whose He is. 
The enemy's got you thinking that God doesn't want to bless you. Look at the manger. God didn't give us. God didn't give us a nice idea. God didn't give us an angel. God gave us His best, His only begotten Son, who was laid in a manger and then laid upon a cross. And what does the Bible teach? Romans chapter 8, He who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, how will He not also, along with Him, graciously give us all things? Some things or all things. If He gave us Jesus, He's going to give you favor. If He gave you Jesus, He's going to give you blessing. If He gave you Jesus, He's going to take you from the back of the line and put you to the front of the line. If He gave you Jesus, He's ready right now to cross His hands. Even though you don't deserve it, you don't qualify for it, He's ready to cross His hands and touch you with His favor. I love the story of the small boy that was sent to bed by his father. We've all been there mostly. Five minutes later, what do we hear coming from the bedroom? Dad! What? Dad, I'm thirsty! I'll die without a drink of water. Dad! Can I have a drink of water? No. You had your chance. Lights out. Five minutes later, what do we hear from the bedroom? Dad! What? I'm thirsty. Can I have a drink of water? I told you no. If you ask again, I'll have to come in there and spank you. Five minutes later. Dad! What? Will you come in and spank me? Will you bring me a cup of water? I love that. You talk about having a, an expectation mindset. I mean, that, 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 that's being favor-minded. That's having uh, such faith expectation. You're going to experience a whole new level of enjoying God's favor throughout 2018. By being favor-minded. How do you receive God's touch of favor? Faith expectation. Expect it. Expect it. Look for it. Believe it. Receive it. Be favor-minded. Jesus taught this. Mark 11. This isn't just positive thinking. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask for when you pray, believe that you receive them. Believe that you receive them. Already believe that you've received them and you will have them. Amen. It was 31 years ago. 31 years ago. 1986. That one of the most glorious things to ever happen in my life. I became your pastor. I was only 10 years old. Boy, pastor. Honey, do you remember? Jonathan, our son, was six months old. And our daughter, Julie, your youth pastor's wife, she was like two, two and a half. And we lived in a little starter home in Redford Township on a gravel road at eight mile 
and telegraph across from a triple X-rated theater wasn't the greatest place to raise a family. And worst of all was the trips to the services and the events with the babies and Becky. And, and, and when we had an evening event, we would, everybody would uh, just camp out in the, in the church office all, all day long at the old building. Sunday night services, we'd camp out in in that pastor's office all day long, put the babies to a nap, and then get ready to preach, and I'd study right there next to them all. And it became a grind. And I remember sitting down with my father, meeting him in Clarkston. That Redford Township home, Dad, it won't sell. I've tried everything to sell it. I've got it down to what I paid for it. And, and, and it is just wearing us out. Eight months of trying to pastor the church and trying to launch it. New ideas, new plans, new events, new programs. And, and we're having to make this terrible drive from the west to the east, east to the west. Dad, it's just not happening. And I broke down crying. And he said, your problem is you're crying and not expecting he says, if you want to walk on water, you got to stand up and you got to get out of the boat. you got to do what you can do and then watch God do the rest. There was a home over here at Hayes in 21 Mile. It was beyond anything that we could have imagined. Today, we look at it as a little starter home. Hayes in 21 Mile. And Becky had set her heart upon it. It was a perfect place to raise a family. Right next to the church. An elementary school in the subdivision. Hayes in 21. So I, I'm, not, I'm not prescribing this. You've got to use reasonable faith. But I took my dad's word as God's word. I went over there and I signed a purchase agreement without selling our Redford home. I signed a purchase agreement over here at Hayes and 21 in the afternoon. That night, that midnight, out of the blue, out of the blue, no forewarning, at midnight that night before the clock struck 12, I sold our Redford Township home. Hallelujah! One touch of God's favor, one touch can turn it all around. One touch and there can come a suddenly in your life. One touch and you can move from the back of the line to the front of the line. One touch and you can have the best parking space. And I can go on and on. All you need is a touch of God's favor in your situation. And watch what God can do. We used to sing an old song in the, in the church. It is no secret what God can do. What He's done for others. What He's done for others. He'll do for you. God has no favorites. He's no respecter of persons. Are you living below God's best for your life? Have you talked yourself into missing out on God's favor in in 2018? Are you saying, I just can't 
do it. I don't have what it takes. I just have to settle for average. I just have to settle for just getting by. I just have to settle for a broken marriage. I have to settle for broken finances. I have to settle for a broken health. This is the best it's ever going to get. Nothing good ever comes my way. It's useless, don't you see? It's hopeless. It's impossible. In the name of Jesus, stop that kind of thinking. Stop that kind of talking right now. I want you to get up uh, and get ready to get out of your boat. Because God is about ready to cross His hands and cause you to walk on water. Start saying, I'm whom God says I am. I'm a child of God and I'm under His right hand of favor. Start saying, I can have what God says I can have. My God is able to do that which is exceedingly, abundantly, more than I can imagine. Ask or think. Start doing what God says you can do. Start being favor-minded. Start saying, God, I'm ready. I'm taking the limits off of, off of you. I'm enlarging my vision. I'm going to believe for bigger in 2018. Start expecting healings, miracles, prosperity, promotion. Because even Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come to give you a life and to give it to you more abundantly. There it is. There it is. Our New Year theme. I always choose a New Year's theme here at Lakeside. And our New Year's theme that God has laid upon my heart, you'll see it in banners next Sunday. It's Breakthrough, Breakthrough 2018. Uh, proclaiming the year of God's favor. And I'm believing that Lakeside is positioned as never before for breakthrough in the year to come. I'm believing that your family, your marriage, your life is being positioned for breakthrough. And God is going to cross His hands and move you from the back of the line to the front of the line. Move you to a position of favor. He's here this morning. Hear me. I'm not just trying to make you feel good. This is in positive thinking preaching. In the name of Jesus, upon the authority of God's holy word, I'm declaring for Lakeside Assembly of God that breakthrough is coming. It's coming. It's coming. And all we have to do is stand up and get out of the boat. <laughs> and God has so much more for us. As we get ready to bless homes and bless lives this morning, I want you to come expecting God's right hand of favor. I don't care what's gone down in the past. I don't care how unqualified, undeserving you are. He's about ready to cross His hands and to lift you up from the miry clay and position you upon a rock to stay one touch of his favor is all you need stand with me this morning stand with me this morning as your pastor I stretch my right hand of favor upon thee the Lord bless thee the Lord keep thee The Lord make His face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up His countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Peace. I'm going to ask for the elders.
and the pastors to come as we prepare to anoint entire families. As we prepare to anoint each and every home. It doesn't matter if, as I said, there might be a hundred people living under your roof. Come on down. Or just one. We're anointing entire homes. Come and receive His touch. Receive His favor. God works through spiritual leadership. Uh, Elders, pastors, there's nobody on my right here, Pastor Hal. Please coordinate them, Pastor Hal. Amen. We're going to sing that chorus, He Touched Me. And as we sing it, come and receive your anointing. God bless you. Have a happy new year if you have to go.